Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Hello and welcome back to our continuing study on just a thought on the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 12. This is part six of our uh, study on Revelation chapter 12, and we welcome you to this class and to this Bible study. Today, we're going to look at, well, before I get to that, before this lesson, we've already seen what happens to the devil, angels, the angels that followed the devil what is going to happen in the future to them and that they will be cast out of heaven just along with the devil. Cause today we're going to see that the devil in fact is cast out of heaven along with his angels. And as we consider this study, I want you to keep in mind that the purpose of the book of revelation is to bless us as we read it, as we study it. In fact, it's the only book in the Bible that says there's a blessing just for hearing these things and reading these things. So God wants to bless us. The book of Revelation is certainly carried, carries in it a lot of types and examples. But there's also the literal that's going on in the book of Revelation. We can tell the difference because God tells us the difference as we go through. So as we come to this chapter today, to Revelation chapter 6, we are going to see what happens to the devil. So take your Bible. Let me get my Bible here. Take your Bible and go to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, and we're going to begin with, let's see, what verse do we want? Verse 9 we're on now today. So Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. And listen to what this verse says. It says, and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So here we have the devil with his angels being cast out of heaven. Now notice it, it again, we come in contact with this word, the dragon. The dragon... I'm sorry, I need to put on the slides, don't I? Sorry about that. The dragon that's spoken of here is the devil, the Bible says. So the devil is who goes about deceiving the whole world, is cast out of heaven into the earth. Now notice again, that great dragon, 
was cast out. The devil with his angels is going to be cast out of heaven. This is not a past event. This is a future event. It's yet to take place, and it is going to take place because God says it will happen, and God doesn't lie. Now, what does he do when he's cast out? Well, his opposition becomes even more fierce than his opposition is today, and his opposition today is really unbelievably fierce. But he's going to become worse, the Bible says. He's thrown out of heaven, cast out, the Bible says. You know, like you'd throw out a garbage bag. Like you'd throw out something you no longer care about. Like you'd throw out something you want to get rid of. The devil's like the guest that's mentioned in Matthew chapter 22, verses 11 through 13. Take your Bible and look at it. He's found without a robe. Listen to what the scripture says. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw there a man that had not on a wedding garment. Now, when you came to the wedding, the usher at the door hands out your garment that you're to put on, a robe. And here's this man, the Bible says, and he doesn't have that wedding garment on. Well, the king says, friend, how camest thou in hither without? How, sorry, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? How did you get by? How did you get through? Well, the Bible tells us that the devil is like wolves. They'll climb over the wall to get to the sheep. So here's the devil pictured as being at the wedding feast, but having no garment, no robe of righteousness to cover him. Well, when he's asked, how camest thou in hither? How did you get in here? The Bible says, notice this word. He was speechless. You know, when somebody's caught having done something wrong, oftentimes they're speechless. Well, the devil is found speechless at this point. But the king is not speechless because the king says to his servants, that's the angels that follow God, bind him hand and foot and take him away, cast him. There's that word cast again. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I believe this is a speaks of the devil and what's going to happen 
to the devil, but it also speaks to those who decide to follow him in this world. When they come before, when they come before the king, they're going to find out they're speechless. You know, I, I, over the years of being in the ministry, I've talked to people, and they oftentimes say, "Well, I'll tell you one thing: when I face God, I'll have a few things to say to Him." Well, according to this scripture, you're going to be speechless. You're going to have no answer. Well, the devil is going to be cast out of heaven. And this is, again, a future event. This just shows us the Savior's victory over the dragon, that old devil. The Savior is always going to be victorious over the devil. We don't have to sweat it. You know, you look at what's going on in our world today, all the crookedness, all the lying, all the cheating, all the stealing. And it just looks like the wicked are winning. I read in the scripture, it says not to fret ourselves over the wicked because his day will come. And in that day, He'll receive the judgment that he's been building up to. In Isaiah chapter 27 and verse 1, says in that day, this is still speaking of how the Lord's going to handle the devil, with his sore, great, and strong sword. Notice, a sword. Did you ever see a sword in the Bible? The Lord's sword? We find, it, we find in Revelation that a sword comes out of his mouth. What could he be speaking of? Is that a literal sword that comes out of his mouth? No, it's not. But the Bible tells us that it is the sword which is the word of God. The word of God. So God will make his sword to punish Leviathan, that piercing serpent. Even Leviathan, that crooked serpent. Notice the devil is a serpent. We know that from scripture. Notice he's a piercing serpent. He brings sorrow, heartache, and he's crooked. He's a crooked serpent. Serpent. Let me clear up that thing right there. He's crooked. The devil's crooked. You better not listen to him. He's going to crook you. You better pay attention. You better not choose to follow him. You better choose to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord of your life. I didn't say make Jesus the Lord of your life. I said receive him because he already is Lord. 
You couldn't make him Lord if you tried. But you just turn it over to him. You accept him as the Savior and as the Lord. That crooked serpent. And what's God going to do? He'll slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now, we're just at the point that he's cast out of heaven. But in that day, he's not going to be just cast out. He's going to be slain. God alone can handle Leviathan. Men have tried desperately to make this say what it doesn't say. They've taken that word Leviathan and they've tried to translate it into all sorts of things. Because nobody wants to believe what it says, that it's a dragon. But it is, and it's the devil. And the Bible is very clear about that. It says, which deceiveth the whole world. Do you notice that? Satan is a deceiver. He's a deceiver. He will lie to you. He will cheat you. He won't tell you the truth. John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus said to the people, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Notice, the devil doesn't live in the truth. God, who is holy and righteous and just, lives in the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. But Satan is not the truth, nor does he live in the truth. Because there is no truth in him, the scripture says. Do you get that? It doesn't say a little bit, but says there is no truth in him. None. So whatever he says is going to be a lie. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. He speaketh of his own lying. For he is a liar. Satan, again, you're told, is a liar. And the father of it. He's not only a liar, he's the father of lying. So when we choose to lie, we're following the devil and his path. The first lie in scripture is found in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4. Take your Bible, look at it. Now, as you read that chapter, notice, Satan begins in tempting Eve by saying, Yea, hath God said? He questions the word of God. Now, why does he question it? Does he not know it? 
No, he knows exactly what God says. But when he says, yea, hath God said, Eve responds by saying, well, God implied it. Because he said that you shall not touch it, neither that you shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Well, that was adding to the scripture and making the scripture say what it didn't say. Because God said, you shall not eat thereof, for in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. There's no question. There's no implication there. There's a clear statement. And notice in verse 4 of Genesis chapter 3, that the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now, wait a minute. She didn't quote that to him. He knew exactly what God said. And he outright called God a liar. And that's what we do. When we say, I have no sin. I'm not a sinner. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. There's none good. Well, you say, I'm not that bad. You're a sinner, just like I am. And the only way to avoid the wages of sin is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Redeemer. Because the Scripture says, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The wages there, that's death. Because God said, in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Satan lied. He said, ye shall not surely die. He's a liar. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. He's telling you right now that you're okay like you are. But you're not. Without Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're going to wake up in hell for eternity with the devil because that's where the devil's headed. Satan has false preachers. He's a liar and he has preachers who go around and preach his lies. They're like him. In Romans chapter 16 and verse 18, it says, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. Now here's how you can tell them. They come by good words and fair speeches, and they deceive the hearts of the simple. Notice, they're just like the devil. They deceive they're deceivers. They're not 
followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. They don't serve our Lord Jesus Christ. They serve themselves and they serve their own belly. They serve their own appetites. They come along and they doctor the message up. They give you good words. Ye shall not surely die. And fair speeches that God knows that the day you eat thereof, you be like God's. Fair speeches. They deceive you. Satan's in the business of deceiving. And he's got workers in the world today, preachers. You better be careful. How do you know the difference? Listen to what God says in his word and test to see if the preacher agrees with what the word of God says. Don't, don't make the mistake of making the word of God agree with the false teachers. But rather, make the false teacher what he is, a lie. When you look at the word of God, it disagrees with what he's saying. That makes him a liar. God doesn't lie. But Satan is the father of lies. They're like him in the sense that such were in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. It says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. They're going to get the wages of their sin. And remember, the wages of sin is death. These are false apostles. They transform themselves into false apostles, deceitful workers. They're out to deceive just like the devil is. Now, some people think of the devil as coming with a red suit and a pitchfork and horns on his head, but the Bible says he transforms himself into an angel of light. He makes you think that he's okay. He makes you think that he's living in the light. But he's lying to you. He's lying to us. And we must, at all costs, Believe what God says and don't listen to the devil and don't listen to these false preachers. Recently, I saw a man who claimed he was was a prophet, but his prophecies didn't come to pass and people were criticizing him. And here's what he said. We don't apologize for our prophecies. You don't apologize for lying? You know how you can tell a prophet if he's true or not? If what he says comes true. But if what he says doesn't come true 100%, then he's a liar. It's a good thing you're not living in the Old Testament. He seeks to deceive believers. 
Not only does he deceive the whole world, but he seeks to deceive believers. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be sober. This is talking to Christians. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, notice, he's our adversary. He's the one that opposes us. He's our adversary, your adversary, the devil. As a roaring lion, notice, he's not a roaring lion, but he goes about like he is. You know, a lion roars when he's victorious. Not when he's sneaking up on his prey. So the devil is a deceiver. He makes himself look like a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is out to deceive. And that deception leads to his devouring them, eating them alive. We often say about somebody who's stronger than someone else, he'll eat him alive. Well, that's what the devil's going to do if you allow him to have the victory in your life. He'll eat you alive. But respite is coming. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 3 says, And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him. (laughs) Wow! Here you have victory. As a Christian, we have victory. Cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a seal upon him that he should not deceive the nation, that he should deceive the nations no more. I want to get it right. That he should deceive the nations no more. But this is only a temporary, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed for a little season. So Satan is one day going to be sealed up in the bottomless pit. And that for a thousand years, that's during the millennial reign of Christ. That's when Jesus himself sits upon the throne of David in Jerusalem, ruling in righteousness in this world. Not what, that's certainly not what the world's looking for but it's what we as believers are looking for. And whether you're looking for it or not, it's going to happen. And if you're not looking for it, you're going to lose, just like the devil. But your loss will be eternal, and so will his eventually. Because at the end of the thousand years, yeah, he'll be set free for a short time. But it's only temporary. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 8 says, And shall go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, 
to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Now imagine that. After a thousand years of righteous reign, a thousand years of holiness in this world, a thousand years of peace, because that's the only time the peace is going to come. So when Jesus sits on the throne of David in Jerusalem. But at the end of that thousand years, Satan is going to be released and he's going to find people to follow him. And they're going to go up to battle against the Lord and against his people. There's another war coming at the end of that thousand years of peace. His goal doesn't change. His goal is a goal of absolute of absolute victory over the savior. But he loses. Because if you go on and read the rest, he ends up back in the lake of he ends up in the lake of fire where the where the uh, antichrist and the false prophet are. So the end is coming for him, and he knows it. And when he's cast out into the earth, cast out of heaven into the earth, and his devils with him. Well, I don't think that's good news for the world. In fact, that's a terrifying truth if you think about it. The devil is going to come to this earth in fury, the Bible says. Man's going to get his visitor from outer space, but it won't be little green men. It won't be what man's expecting. It won't be what Star Wars showed. It won't be what science fiction shows. It's going to be the devil, and he's going to inhabit the Antichrist at that point in time. And man's going to get his peacemaker from outer space. But this, this one's not a peacemaker. This one is coming in fury upon this world. Well, what's the response in heaven? In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10, it tells us the response to the devil being cast out of heaven. It says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. What a great proclamation. He says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, a glorious declaration to the believers, a, a joyful declaration to the believers. But you're going to find out that it's not so for the unbelievers. It's good news for us 
not so much for this world. Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Satan is vanquished. And that's salvation for us as believers. Salvation. How do you mean salvation, preacher? Well, I'm not talking about salvation from hell. We've already got that. But what we don't have is salvation from the accusations that are being brought against us constantly by the devil. Accusations before the throne of God. Accusations before Jesus Christ. He accuses, it. he accuses us to ourselves. Have you ever been in the midst of prayer? And right in the midst of it, Satan reminds us of how wicked our past is. And we begin to think, I shouldn't be talking to God as wicked as my past is. But I remind you that our past is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are redeemed by the blood. And that's the joy that we sing when we, re when we sing, redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed and so happy in Jesus, his child and forever I am. That's the redemption that is ours. But think of the salvation from the accusations of the devil that's going to come in that day. What a joy that will be. Not only is salvation come, but strength has come. Satan is vanquished. That's strength. That's God's strength. In fact, in our lives, God's strength is what we overcome this world with. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Notice, he says, have overcome that tells you that it is a present possession. We have presently overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This first he right here, this one right here, that's talking about Jesus. This he right here, that's talking about the devil. If I can write that. Let me try again. And it says greater is Jesus who is in us. And he's greater than the devil who accuses us. Matthew 28, verse 
18 says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus has all power. Not a little bit of power, but all power. In him is all power. That means we have a Savior who is all-powerful. And one day the devil's going to experience his power when he's kicked out of heaven. It says, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down. We've already said it, salvation from the accusations of the devil. Accusations that go on today before the throne of God. You see, Satan goes before the throne of God. Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 speaks of Satan's accusations against Job. And it shows that he comes before the throne for just one reason, to accuse. He accuses us to God and accuses God to us. Don't be deceived. This is great news, though, because the day is coming. It's promised. It's in the book. If it's in that book, I'll guarantee you one thing. If God said it, if God said it, it's going to happen. Guaranteed. So this brings us then to the conclusion. Now, what are we seeing? What we have seen in our lesson today is we have seen the accuser will be removed from heaven. The accusations are going to end. It'll be over. No more accusations. Then Or next, we will look at what happens when the devil comes down to this world. Until that time, God bless you, and thank you for joining us today for our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation, chapter 12. We'll see you the next time. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on just a thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless. Till the next video.